0: I'm glad.
1: <laughs> Good Wednesday afternoon, guys. I'm Jerry Miller, and this is the I Love Seville Show. Thank you kindly for joining us. So pumped about this interview. Mm. I saw a post on social media that, that friend Bill Munkacci was launching a, a tutoring business. I think a uh, former coworker of mine, Megan, put it on her mm-hmm, Facebook page, mm-hmm. and I jumped in the comment section and I said, I want to talk about this man. <laughs> I want to celebrate this man. I want to champion his business and give him props. That was, I think, Monday afternoon, uh-huh. not even 48 hours later, a guy that is, a, I think, a household name. He's done two interviews on this show. He's been quoted in media publications here in Central Virginia, is back in the house. He's here to take questions, answer any perspective. But most importantly, we're going to champion a man who is pursuing an entrepreneurial endeavor. I was in this position 15 years ago. I know the challenges and the potential, uh, you know, tribulations um that are on the horizon and i can't wait to break them down with bill Judah, why don't we go to the studio camera and let's welcome bill moon catch to the show you got a lot of people watching great how are you doing today
0: i'm doing great thanks so much for having me on um and it's nice to be here again i thought our discussions about six months ago were quite fruitful um and i'm glad to to be here to discuss education and um you know current current issues in education. So thanks so much for having me on. It's our
1: pleasure. Albert yeah. Graves watching the program. He's got kids in the Almore County School System. Viewers and listeners, you can give Bill props or ask him a question by putting your comments in the feed. I'll relay them live on air. Let's start with the business. You're you're sure. you're, you're you're a small business owner. Are, are we at just, that point I, yet?
0: I, I, I I'm just starting it. Um, I'm tr- I'm looking to um, you know, help kids. I I really believe in the transformative process of education and um, want to help genuinely help kids, you know, um, develop their knowledge, develop their tools for understanding knowledge, um, and through those tools, you know, understand the world better, you know, and understand phenomena better. And I feel that mathematics is a great vehicle for that. Um, you know, there's an infinite number of facts in the world, and what really what, what people really need are tools, right? They need tools to understand these things, understand in a broader context, even a tool to understand what facts they should be learning, right? Um, all, all this, I, th- I feel, is embedded in mathematics, um, and I have a, a huge passion for it. I, I find my kids, you know, my students um, uh, feel that too, um, and I, I do my best to... Understand what they understand, and then help them to develop that understanding, so that they can, you know, look at things and and use those tools to understand what's happening. You know, um, and I think I think at its heart, uh, uh, the heart of a mathematician is someone who can uh, look at things around them and go through a logical process of understanding it. And uh, math is just a great vehicle for for learning that approach to, to seeing the world. So um, that's what I'm offering. I'm offering um, uh, 12 years of experience teaching in public high schools uh, and middle school. Um, I, I know the curriculum backwards and forwards. I can teach elementary through high school. Um, I'm I can help with SATs, GREs. Uh, I can also uh, develop curriculum for homeschools. You know, I can, I'm can. i happy to help with that. Um, and, and, and not just act as a support. I can enrich. I can, um, uh, you know, uh, whatever's happening in the classroom, I can extend um, and... Uh, I, I'd also be very excited to offer a classical education in something like Euclidean geometry, which I can also do. So, um, you know, if that's something that interests you, um, or you feel the need for extra support for your for your kid, um, my website zetamathtutoring.com. What is it again? Um, Zeta okay. z e t a mathtutoring.com. Okay. It's the name of my business, Zeta Math Tutoring. And, uh, you know, uh, my contact information's is there. Um, and, or you can email me at zetamathtutoring at gmail.com, and I'm, I'm happy to talk to you about um, your students' particular needs. So, I,
1: I love it. I absolutely love what you're doing right here. Um, walk us through the emotional and the uh, mental side of getting to this point. Mm. Because a lot of folks, um, as you know, as we know, it's not just a light switch you just flick. and no, you're no. like, I'm ready to start a <laughs> business. Walk us through the flipbook of uh, the emotions.
0: Um, it's it's. Is it scary? Uh, definitely. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a lot to put put out there. It's a lot to, to try to um, you know generate interest and 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 produce a product that you know is of service to people. And um, I I really want to. Be the best I can, you know, and and produce a great product and help my students to thrive. So, um, I, in terms of you know the emotions getting here, um, I think it's it's what I have to offer the world in a way. You know, I I, uh, I feel that, and that 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 took some introspection to get there. You know, I I feel I have this to offer, and I really um, hope that it works we'll see you know it's always one of those things i think the so. community's going to rally around <laughs> yeah. you they appreciate
1: your authenticity and your genuineness we saw in the last interviews your passion for education you mm-hmm. loved Working with kids. Mm -hmm. And one of the challenging parts, if memory serves correct, and and the memory's on point here, one of the challenging parts for you with getting out of teaching at Albemarle County Mm. Public Schools at the high school level was your interaction with the kids and how much you were going to miss it. Oh, yeah. Guiding impressionable minds and help shaping those minds into adulthood, which is what teachers do here. You have followed that passion into a small business Zeta Math Tutoring. I'm on the website Zeta, Z-E-T-A MathTutoring.com. I love it. You outline everything that you are offering here. Talk to us about how your skill set now has to develop you're very much not mm. just in the education business, but in some ways right. you're in
0: the sales business. that's right, and, and I have my wife's a social media manager manager for UVA Health, R- so right? that that's helpful she <laughs> she's been huge. she's such a guy. She for got me. you to this point yeah, Oh, she did she's, yeah. she's uh, I don't know you know I'd be lost without her. I'll, I'll be honest. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, so I mean, it'll be a team effort with uh you know i'll be producing things and and managing things and and i'll always have her to rely upon so um i'm i'm very happy for that
1: how can folks um work alongside you can it happen in schools and houses and public spaces where's it done
0: yeah um so i would tutor out of the library um and in clients homes or in my own home um at this point um if, if it grows to the point where I can get an office, I'll get an office. Um, I'm not there yet, but um, you know, I'm happy to... There's pl- plenty of public space available in the libraries. You can sign out a private room, and, and you know, so uh, that's the plan for now. I, I yeah. think,
1: I'll throw this to you. I think there is not a more important or impactful time for tutors than right now.
0: Mm. We're mm-hmm.
1: seeing, and I'll throw it to you, you know this better than anyone, I think we're seeing a gap public, private homeschooling, right. yep. a gap in performance, a gap in absorbing curriculum content. One of the reasons that gap is being caused um, I think is screen time, Yep. more distractions than ever yep. potentially for our youth as they learn. Put all this in perspective and how you saw a potential niche that you could fill.
0: Sure, so yeah, um, in regards to Public versus private schools. Um, it's it's the public schools are facing a lot of different challenges, right? They're they're uh, facing the need to um, reduce the socioeconomic gap. You know, the achievement level between between uh, you know kids of different socioeconomic statuses. They're trying new approaches. Um, they've upended the grading systems. Um, you know, and and it's 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 it's. it's to try to address these, these issues, um, it's, it's put teachers in the room, um, in difficult positions. So they're, they're, they're no longer, uh, kids sign up for whatever class they want. Um, there's not, you know, any sorting. So kid, uh, teachers have to work with a wide variety of skill sets in the room there's you know kids that are way behind there's kids that are way ahead and you know and somehow they have to reach all those kids um and it's almost an impossible task um i, I felt that way uh you know the uh two years ago when i was uh teaching uh, the year after the pan you know we came back from the pandemic um i felt it was very difficult to uh reach all my kids um and and give them what they need uh uh, just, just because there there is no sorting anymore. Um, Tell and, us what sorting is. Um, so, if we would, if you know, we we say okay, um, these are these are these are where these kids are at. You know, let's put them all in the same room and and try to help them there. These are where you know it, it's it's looking at the ability levels of kids before they get placed in a classroom and try to match them together so that the teacher can address they can differentiate right. So like. If I have kids of all levels in my room, I've got kids that, if, at any level I'm talking, I've got kids that will not understand me and kids that are way above my, you know, they're, they're, they're way ahead of me. So, for instance, like, there's a lot of students um, in, say, geometry that have a lot of trouble reading the diagram. Like, that, it, it, and, 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 and truly, it, it is a hard thing, like, to make sense of it and there's some kids that's not a problem for at all like they they can read the diagram understand what all the notation means understand what the question's asking and they can solve the question without very much support so if you put all that in one room you're you're stuck with not helping anyone in a way you know it's like okay i can i can lean into the kids that You know, really have trouble, you know, reading the diagram. It's it's very difficult, Um, and I think a lot of teachers are feeling that Um, uh, the difficulty of uh, not allowing differentiation through um, you know structure. Right? I mean, if we're talking about sorting, it's a structural way to allow differentiation, Um, and and you know, I understand that it's. Uh, you know, it's political, right? There's a lot of reasons why they they've uh, stopped sorting. I don't think it's good for anyone. But um, you're saying sorting should be still happening. I think so. Yeah. yeah, I think I think it's just good for everyone. I mean, it's it's it, there should be teacher recommendations for what classes kids should go into. It should be informed. Like a seventh grader shouldn't be taking algebra if they failed pre-algebra the previous year. Right now, they can't. And and it's. Um, you know, because we have social promotion and whatnot, but uh, it, it's just it, there should be some limits to and, and some some input from the teachers as to where students should go next. Um, and it, right now, that's not happening, so it puts teachers in a tough position. Um, but yeah, going going from that, um, I, you know, obviously that's not happening in the private schools. Um, and you're saying sorting is happening. I, I, well, I, I, either it's so small that it's not, or, or it is happening just, just by virtue of who's attending, right? Um, and meaning
1: if I'm unpacking that, affording the tuition to the school, and if you're able to afford perhaps, potentially yeah. the tuition per school, maybe there's resources in the household that will yield academic success which could, in turn,
0: yield a competitive and academically-minded student body? It, it, it Pretty much. I mean, in some, some, some private schools, obviously, there's tests to get into them and all that, too. But um, I, I don't know. I don't want to overgeneralize that. Um, it's, it's, it's clear that, I mean, yeah, that, that socioeconomic... Socio- SES is still the best predictor of student success. Um, you know, uh, that's Social the economic is, status, right? Correct. Okay. Yeah, that's the that's the best predictor. It's still the best predictor. Um, it's gotten a bit to be a better predictor actually over the last twenty years. Um, what does that mean? The data shows. Yeah, this. I mean, uh, Reardon out of Stanford, as um, uh, an educator, uh, uh, education professor out of Stanford, um, you know, showed that. SCS is now a better predictor than it was 20 years ago of student success. I mean, it's it's something, um, and I, I, that's a that's a long term trend that the the schools are trying to address, um, and it we've known about it for a very long time, and and it, we haven't been successful as of yet, um, and it, I don't know what to say about that. You know, it's it's too bad. I mean, um, but. I feel like I'm getting off the track, though. No, no, no. Um, you're, yeah, you're, yeah.
1: I'm following your lead. Okay. Um, I'll throw this to you. Here's right. a challenging question. Mm. Probably
0: the most challenging question I'll throw to
1: you today. Yeah. Um, you get into education to help the next generation, maybe the generation after that, um, help influence their maturation yeah. and where they go, yeah. um, professionally, potentially. When you got into education, I would imagine when you first started teaching, you wanted to improve students of all socioeconomic statuses yeah, absolutely. statuses yeah, absolutely OK Every, throw, here's right. a challenging question right. the for-profit tutoring model
0: right may
1: okay. not necessarily cater to the entire socioeconomic spectrum of students they your model caters to the students whose parents can afford your rates. Sure, right. How do you navigate
0: that potential catch twenty two? It's uh, it's a tough one. I mean, and that that is part of the issue. I guess I'd be contributing to it, but at, on an individual level, um, I I don't know I don't know what, what what I can do to solve the you know global issues. To be honest, um, I do want I want to see you know everyone do better. I want to see everyone uh, attain become an educated person you know um and uh i respect that and you you feel this is your
1: greatest path to control and influence right is that what you're saying yeah i
0: I feel like it's like well i i i I can't uh, you know in any individual can't really take on these long-term trends or or you know um but i can help individuals right and i can help um you know, kids that come to me, and I I want to help them to be better. You know, and I can I can make hopefully make people um, you know uh, more knowledgeable and 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 help them to be to be successful. Um, yeah, and just as someone starting out, you know, my resources are my resources. So I have to I have to. You know, we'll see what happens in, in five years, I guess. You know, in terms of what I could do to help a broader group of kids. Um, but um, you know. Uh, for now you know I just I, it, it's, it's tough I mean what can any, any one individual do right so I respect
1: know. that yeah. John Blair watching he's got a, a student in the Almoral County school system yep. uh, son he says thank you to Mr. Munkachi for taking a risk in order to make Almoral County a better place for all of us um, John, we appreciate you watching the program. Viewers and listeners, you can offer perspective and questions for Bill. Just put them in the feed. This question came in yesterday when we let folks know you were coming on the show. Mm. Um, asked Bill to give kind of a State of the Union for Almore County school Ooh. system right now.
0: Ooh, I, I wish I wish I, I had more insight into the right now. I don't think things have changed too much from last year. I think maybe things have improved in, in slight ways. The um, the, the the radical changes I'd say the radical grade changes that went into effect are, are you know still still going um, I, th- I don't think they're helping students um, I don't think it's like helping student achievement overall um, but I, I, I don't know if it's hurting terribly either I don't I don't think it's good I think in the end it's not good um, I hear uh, from fellow teachers and parents there's um, Behavior issues in there's kids skipping. Um, there's still no tardy policy. Attendance uh, went to uh, you know if you get ten absences you automatically fail. Um, but there's buybacks. Um, I think it's good that they they're they're starting to consequence it for sure. Um, I hear there's still drug issues in the schools, um, and I think I I hope that you know, they can renorm. I really do, and, and... re is what, 2019? Yeah, well, uh, I hope they can renorm into more, you know, appropriate behavior for the kids, I think the cell phone, from what I understand, the cell phone policy was effective in the beginning, and it kind of ended in a bust, um, you know, that, that happens a lot in schools, like the, you start off really strong, and, and, and then things start to fall apart towards the end of the year, um and I I hope they can re-norm you know I don't think cell cell phones should be away during class time they should not be out Uh, kids need to be in class Um, they shouldn't be in the hallways Um, uh, smelling marijuana in schools is just unacceptable I mean you know straight up and uh, is that common from what I understand yeah um And I, I mean, I smelled it a lot two years ago. I'll put it that way. From my own experience, yeah, I smelled it more times in that year than I did my entire career. Um, and I I don't know. Um, I think mental health is a big issue um, among teens in general across the nation. Um I... It's it's another one of those like well what's the causes you know what what why are we seeing such an uptake is it because people are self reporting it is it actual an actual issue I think I think it is an actual issue um, but uh, that's another issue school faces um, in terms of successes I hear achievements up in um, Admiral High School I I didn't I'm not sure about the other high schools um, is that SOL based SOL based yeah okay. Yeah. Um, so that's great. Um, I, 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 I still am very worried about um, the grading policy and, and not having deadlines. I don't think that's good for kids. Um, so currently, kids can um, retake a test as pretty much as much as they want if they don't complete a test on time there's not really an enforcement mechanism to, like, say, OK, you have to have it done this week, you know, or it's going to be a zero in the grade book or a 50% in the grade book. They can always, always um, take the test later. And it's. I think it makes it really hard for, for for teachers. And I don't think it's doing the kids any service at all. I really don't. I don't think that should be the norm. Um, and I, I just feel that's, that's just too bad. Um, I think reasonable deadlines are 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 good for kids. It adds structure. It helps the teachers to to keep everyone on track and moving forward. Um, it's very difficult to have kids in every single different place in the curriculum, retaking tests and tests from the entire year. I mean, you know, like some kid might have missed five tests, and it, and I, that happened to me in, in multiple times in in you know the year I was teaching last year. And they they decide in April that they want to you know pass so it's they start retaking their tests or, or taking them for the first time and it's it's almost like there's so much pressure to pass a kid you know um it's 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 i don't think they're learning much from that you know i think they i think in the end they check a box they can get a, the lowest grade they can get is a 50 on it anyway um so it's very easy to get a c you know in the class or a d it's extremely easy um you don't have to know much and um, I mean, I just think that's just too bad. I, I don't, I don't, I think like the norm should be deadlines. I think that if we want to offer individual kids the ability to, to make up work that they missed in the past, that should be on an individual basis um, and not the norm. I don't think it's, I don't think it's good. Um, because, yeah, there's always students who mess up maybe in the first part of the year. And, and you can hold that carrot out to them, you know, like, okay, we can, we can make this work up if you start changing your behavior now, you know. And then, okay, you know, I see you've done really well. Now we can, you know, make up that test and bring your grade up a bit, you know. Um, and and, and that's, that's a great carrot to hold out to a kid. Um, and and it, it, it adds behavioral cohesion to, you know, what you're doing in the room, Um, and, but just to have the policy be, well, you know, you just take it when you want to take it in effect. And the kids know this. Um, I think it's, it's not helpful to anyone. Um, so that, that, that worries me. Um, I, I don't like the, uh, no grading of homework. I don't think I don't. I think. I mean. I don't know. You know. I know. Like AI is taking over in terms of like <laughs> writing assignments. I, I. don't know what to do about that. I'm glad I'm not an English teacher. That's that's a real, that's a real conundrum. But, uh, you know, I still think. Uh, How is an English teacher going to manage that?
1: Oof. Like basically, th- this came up when I was in college at UVA. Yeah. I took Lou Bloomfield's, and I've said this on previous shows. Mm. Lou Bloomfield had a How Things Work works, physics class. And I took it first semester of first year and then second semester of first year. Mm. And he let you, he gave you a list of like 200 topics. Mm. And it was like sailboating or windsurfing. And first semester of first year I did a term paper, which was like 70% of your grade um, on sailboating. And I got an A on the paper. And then second semester of first year, I took his Second class mm. to, to fill the physics requirement, mm. and he gives us the same list of topics mm. to write the term paper on mm. as the first semester. Mm-hmm. And instead of sailboating, first semester, I did windsurfing. Mm. And my mindset was, I'm working smart, not hurt. Right, right, And then right, I right. went into Microsoft Word, right. and I did find and replace <laughs> right. uh, sailboating with right. windsurfing. Right. pretty much the same, right? Pretty mu- I mean, it's yeah. the same thing. Yeah, it's pretty much the it's same. It's the same physics. thing. Yeah. And then, but here's the thing, and it's showing some vulnerability here. It got flagged, my term oh, paper, right. by Professor Bloomfield's... Uh, yeah, he, he, his database. Right? He had a database. Yes, he, had right. a, he had a customary. You know more about this than I did. Right, a right. proprietary software that he developed that wow. was able to determine the percentage of uh, words in an essay and right. whether or not they were duplicated right. uh, in previous essays that were submitted into his database. Right. And he immediately knew. He, yeah, that, that and I said, the same
0: paper. Right. right. And yeah. I said,
1: Professor Bloomfield, you gave us this option last semester right. and this option this semester. I thought life was about working smart <laughs> and not hard. And and Professor Bloomfield <laughs> did he, goes,
0: did he, did he believe hmm, he,
1: you get an A <laughs> on the paper, <laughs> right. and then the syllabus the next yeah. year, with the options for the term papers, they were better vetted.
0: Right, right.
1: They were better vetted. Right. But this goes to the point right. that if you give the student um, an opportunity right. to cut corners, yeah, absolutely. the student is going to cut corners.
0: Absolutely they will. Yeah, no, absolutely, I, and I, I don't, you know, you can tell the AI to write it as a third grader if you want it to, or you can tell the AI to make some mistakes. I mean, it's and it will. So I, I mean, and that was twenty years ago. Yeah, my story. Yeah, so exactly. how,
1: how the hell is the teacher going uh, to?
0: I think you have to write essays in class, which is a real issue. Ah, uh, I mean, that's you know, what it is. Yeah, I mean, it, it, or or allow, make them write. You know. Um, Take away the internet somehow, you know, or, or monitor their screens. I don't know. That's tough. I have, they have to. You just. Write yeah, it. I think you just came up with the yeah. answer. I think yeah.
1: it's the essay in class,
0: which is too bad. You know, like so. Most. I mean most English classes, the majority of times for discussion or, you know, uh, talking about different parts of the reading, you know, you, you synthesize all that, you go home, you, 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 think about the themes of the book, say, um, and then you write a persuasive essay or, you know, an, uh, some, you know, an essay on it and, um, well, now you have to do it all in class because you can't, I mean, you, I don't think there's any way around it to be honest. Um, I don't know what the colleges are doing. I, I, I got I to ask you about issue. that. I hear it's an issue. So. Uh, the,
1: college, the college news over the last couple of weeks was the yeah. Supreme Court decision mm. of no more affirmative action right. when it comes to admissions. Right. What do you make of that news? I mean, it seems like uh, an already homogenous University of Virginia student body from a race and socioeconomic standpoint is going to become much more homogenous and much more wealthy. Yeah, probably um, yeah. is that the read that you're seeing
0: I think that's probably what will happen I mean that's kind of unfortunate um, I I don't I don't know that's I don't know the effects on it you know probably it's not good um, they probably will also you know look look for ways to to do their best you know to keep it diverse but I'm not sure I don't know the fallout for that, you know, I'll be honest with you. (laughs) Respect, respect. Um, This question's
1: coming from Waynesboro. Kevin Yancey says, the role of the parents. What are the roles of the parents in today's educational ecosystem, and how should they improve or
0: change? That's a great question. Wow, yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's... probably the most important factor in, in a kid's life, obviously, is their parents, right? I mean, it's the environment that they're in, it's the, their access to resources, it's their uh, set of values that um, is bestowed upon them or, or you know, taught, lived out in a way, right? Like, parents live out their values and kids see that and live it live out those values with those parents, right? Um, and, you know, maybe even if it's not explicitly said is what I'm trying to say, you know, um, the uh it, it is the biggest environment right the most consistent environment for the kids right um and yeah i mean it's 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 super important right parents are um in the end who can regulate their kids behavior right i mean it's like it's very difficult for the schools to do anything at this point if it, it feels that way to me i mean it's just it's really um you know there there's there's i, I don 't know you know I, I felt I feel like the administrators feel like their hands are tied um, and there's a lot of competing um, goals you know in terms of uh, you know they want to reduce suspensions is what i 'm trying to say um, and, and 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 maybe that's that's a good thing to do because you know having kids out of school is not necessarily good either, but you have to also maintain a an environment that's conducive to learning. Accountability. Uh, and accountability, you have to do that too. Um, and maybe it's gone too far one way where, you know, they're they're not holding kids accountable enough. I, I think that is the state of things.
1: Um, I love when this guy comes on the show. This guy is an interviewer's dream. He's got a take on a lot of stuff and it's a take based on experience. Questions are coming in very fast well, from that's parents. Great. That's um, great. John on LinkedIn says every um, he says there's not a single career that I am aware of that does not have deadlines. Mm. Can Mr. Munkachi explain the philosophy behind the no deadline policy?
0: Um, so I get so it's a mastery approach. So um, you the the goal of a class is to this is this is the philosophy. I'm not I'm not I'm not advocating, I'm just trying to, you know, play devil's advocate and, and, and explain the other side. Um, the goal is for a student to learn these set of skills in an algebra class, you know, talk about lines, um, uh, equation of a line, solving equations, solving multi-step. You know, there's a there's a list of things. That's the goal, right? Um, we're going to meet these standards, and and it shouldn't matter when they meet these standards, right? It should matter that they've met the standard, and and can show evidence of that. That that's the argument. The the problems with that are it's just really difficult for teachers to implement in a in a you know in 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 any way and there was no training on it, you know, it's like, okay, you know, students can be wherever, wherever they are, that's where they are, you know, and, and how, so without deadlines it's very difficult to, you know, keep up with where the students actually are and, and, and maintain a, 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 you know, course going forward, the course going forward. So that, that is the rationale, right? So um, it's about the student learning, but there is a deadline. That's, that's, that's the weird thing, right? It's the end of the semester or the end of the year. There is a deadline, because they can't keep going, you know. At, you know, ad infinitum, right? They have to actually. So, so what happens is they push it back, you know. Because why, why, why have to learn it now? I, I'll learn it. Learn it later. I'll learn it tomorrow, right? Um, and um, and that just keeps snowballing. And and you get to the end of the year, and some students have turned in. I had a student who hadn't done a single test and wanted to pass the class. Asked me how to, I mean, that was, that was something. I so mean, how did, did he pass? No. Okay, okay. <laughs> I would put other my foot teach, down. Would other teachers have passed the student? Um, this particular student was, that was happening in all that particular student's classes, and they passed all but mine. But I was, I was also on the way out. You know, there's a lot of pressure to pass kids. There's a lot of pressure. So a kid, a student, did no
1: test and no classes over the course of an entire semester. And got passed in all the classes except for your class.
0: The the, the, the academic classes, yeah.
1: All the academic classes except for yours. And the reason you felt reassured in doing this was not because you were doing the right thing, but instead because you were retiring from the public It was the system. right thing
0: to do. No, that, that, okay. That, okay. it was the right thing to okay. do. Yeah, okay. but I, 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 I was put under a lot of pressure. To, to I just said, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm only allowing, at this point, I'm only allowing students who have one or two tests left to retake, which it seems insane to me anyway, and I'm not allowing students, I just made that my blanket policy, and I just said I'm not allowing it. What does a lot of pressure mean? Oh, constant emails, you know, did did you do this? Did you, did you contact the parent? Did you do this? Did you do this? You know, um, uh, like where, you know, um, from the counselors, from admin, maybe not in that case, but, um, you know, we, we, it's, you can't, it's really difficult to fail, a kid. You have to, you have to really dot your I's and cross your T's, you know, um, even though it's probably better for the kid, right? It's probably better that they retake the class, yeah. right? I mean, it's just... 100% better uh, for it's, the kid. It's, it's way better, but, you know, it puts them behind and all that and graduation rates and, you know, comp- competing, competing, uh, competing priorities, right? He's talking social yeah. promotion here. Well, it's it, in high school, it shouldn't be, but it is. Uh, it's, there. you know, there, there are kids that don't show up at all, and, yeah, they fail, but, like, you know... Um, there's competing priorities what i'm saying you know in terms of education right there there's there's the numbers game that the that the schools play um and it doesn't always align with what's best for the individual kid in my opinion um folks are asking
1: on the feed here who was offering or putting the pressure on you to pass the kid
0: um, I'm not going to name names, but <laughs> no, it was, it was. I'm not. Gonna, I, I, there, were, there was pressure. I'll put it that way.
1: It was uh, people above you in the professional totem pole. Is that um, fair? Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. I mean,
0: there's, there's, a, there's a district-wide pressure, right? There's a pressure. There's, there's a cultural pressure, right? Um, as a teacher, you, you, it, it's, it's like you failed, right? That, that, that's, the, that's, the, that's the mentality, right? Even though
1: the, the, the student is not is refusing right. to take tests, right?
0: Or just hasn't. You failed that kid. You know, and, and maybe I had, you know, and, and that that that's that's something I you know I I, I wrestle with, right? I mean, it, it it's. That, but that—that's the mentality. That's the—that's the cultural. I mean, and that's not a bad thing, right? It's not bad that we that teachers take ownership. But it's
1: well, why would you? Why would you wrestle in that scenario you just gave with you potentially personally failing the kid if right. the kid is refusing to take the test at all? Is it because you well, feel well, maybe, you didn't inspire the kid? Exactly. To take the maybe,
0: test? maybe maybe test? maybe there was something at some point I could have done right. And 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 there's always going to be that. You know, you're never going to be perfect and. Of course, you're never going to be perfect, but you want to be, right? Yeah. And that's the that's the standard a lot of people hold themselves to, um, and it's it's a lot of pressure. You know, it's a lot of. Uh, I, I felt in in that case, it was better for the kid, right? You that made they the right. You made the right class, decision. That they retake the class. Yeah. And, and that that's that that was my at that point. That's what I came to. But you. But I'm just saying there is a lot of there's a lot of pressure, um, and it, it's not always explicit. Um, there, it, you know, there is explicit pressure too But it's not always um, Explicit that uh, you know, The need to pass kids So yeah
1: So much to cover We love interviewing right. with this guy There's a, a TikTok and Instagram trend uh. The two most influential um, Social media platforms For Gen Zers and younger Are TikTok and Instagram So we're talking Mid to late 20s and younger Instagram and TikTok are hugely influential this is, this is very concerning. The TikTok trend has the hashtag lazygirljobs. And the whole concept behind the viral trend on TikTok and Instagram, hashtag lazygirljobs, is to take jobs that are jobs you can work remotely, um, jobs that don't have much stress or anxiety associated to them, jobs that are menial jobs, remote jobs, and the whole concept is do as little at work. This is hashtag lazy girl jobs. All the viewers and listeners can look into it. Do as little as work possible. Coast at right. work. Right. So you have quality of life outside of work right. where you can do things that you may find more fruitful. Right. The basis of this trend is the teenager right. to the mid-20s. is so opposed to having any kind of anxiety in their life of any kind that they don't even want that anxiety in a professional setting and are willing to take a financial sacrifice to avoid anxiety. Here's what I'm going to throw to you. Hmm. Anxiety and the next generation, how you're seeing them manage it, is anxiety even prevalent in that next generation's life? And the follow-up is this. From my standpoint, every time I professionally or personally have gained, mm-hmm.
0: I mm-hmm.
1: had to go through a tremendously anxiety ridden
0: mm-hmm. right.
1: period of time. Right, sure. But yeah. that that those trials right. led to tribulations. Right. Whole thing to you on that.
0: Yeah. Um right. I think I think in I mean, avoiding things is anxiety producing, right? Like once you actually tackle whatever it is then it starts to become more okay. You have to face those snakes, right, that, that are hard to face, you know, whatever, whatever it is. Um, and, and just avoiding things isn't, isn't <laughs> I don't think it's any good at all. I think, I think kids need to be taught to manage reasonable anxiety um, or reasonable stress. Uh, I think clearly it's not working. I mean, the CDC said 60% of teenage girls or something like that reports, uh, what is it, uh, body images? Uh, no, it's persistent sadness and hopelessness. Oh. 60% of teenage girls report, it's, self, it's a self-report, um, you know, report having persistent sadness and hopelessness. I mean, and it's like in, in the foregoing of responsibility and the foregoing of um, a meaningful path, like, oh, my, my meaningful path is to not do anything? I mean, do you think that's going to... I just don't really buy it I don't I don't think that's gonna help your anxiety I think you're gonna your, your anxiety is gonna be helped by learning to face you know the the, the small bits of anxiety in, in you know or, or facing deadlines and facing um, reasonable expectations upon you and and rising to them right and then transcending that right like and then and then you're able to like like you said you know um, to to, to to grow almost, you need to face these things and, and and um yeah. So um I got
1: more for you. Yeah. Um this question has just come in the feed from Miss Custolo. She says, Can you speak to the pressures on teachers with regard to the achievement gap?
0: Yeah, I mean it's 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 totally in focus at, at Admiral County. There's there's no doubt. Uh and, and you know, for good reason, right? I mean uh, it's, it's, it's a huge issue. It's a huge nationwide issue. It's a, it's an issue particularly in liberal college towns. I mean, um, the gap's larger in liberal college towns than, than the average. I'll put it that way. Um, black students in Amaral County do worse than Fluvanna County. They do worse than, than green, you know, the, the black student populations in, in green and Fluvanna. I mean, uh, it, it, that's true on the state level too. Um, uh, black students in Amaral do worse than the average across the state. Uh, it, I mean, it's it's it, it you know it's an issue that we have to face. Um, I I don't I feel that we've been trying to do that for 20 years, you know, um, and it hasn't been very successful. I'm not sure what what's blocking it. Um, I don't think the grading. You know the grading. The grading changes were to try to um, address this, right? In, in a certain sense, the um, you know not suspending kids, and you know that's another way to try to address this. Um, I don't know if it's working. I don't think it is, um, uh, and I, I don't. I don't think it's helping anyone. Not holding kids to high standards, right? I think we need to hold, hold them to high standards. I think we need to expect deadlines, just for the sanity of uh, the consistency of the room you know the classroom um, and I think it helps kids manage manage their workload I mean you know it's like you have infinite time or you have a deadline well <laughs> you actually do have a deadline but you know like it's much better to have, have it in chunks rather than okay you have to have everything in by June you know like <laughs> right. I, mean, I, I don't think it helps kids manage it I don't think you can learn that way I mean I think, I think you need to have reasonable deadlines you can have the exception in that system and there, there should be a way to have the exception to, to offer kids a carrot to to you know um, get them back on track, and it should be that way. But I don't I don't think this this is helping. I don't think fifty percent minimum is helping. I think you know I, I don't think not grading homework is helping. I think it helps kids to do their homework or, or even do their formative assessments in class, their classwork. If you, if you if you don't trust homework anymore because of AI, fair enough. At least you can grade their classwork, you know, and, and, or participation in a language class or, you know, their participation they, right now you can't grade any of that in their discussions. Um, you know, it's all considered form eh, anyway. Um, so <sighs> there's a lot. Yeah. I got don't a know. Lot I coming. don't know what, 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 what the, the county can do to address this persistent issue it's it's a real issue. Well, what, and,
1: what they could do, I'll throw this to you, and I believe she is watching the program right now, or maybe both the candidates for the at-large seat are watching right now. I know a handful of school board candidates are watching. Um, do teachers, active teachers, follow school board races? And are active teachers aware of what Candidates are saying and their platforms, and how it could change or not change hallways and classrooms.
0: I think certainly some are. You know, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, there's there's a lot of teachers, you know, who just want to do their job. They don't want to get involved involved in politics. They don't want to get involved in controversy. And and and, and bless them for it. You know, I, I you know, I, they just want it. They just want to be able to teach and 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 you know hopefully make a difference in kids lives right that was not you yeah. well I, I mean i that was me for a number of years okay because right? toward the end
1: you were fighting for a
0: union I, that's true for Almore county that's teachers true. yeah absolutely. you were in the front lines i, I was i was really wanting that I, I i i had a i came from california i taught in california for two years um at los angeles unified school district and you know we had a very strong union i think it, it's to the benefit of teachers i think it's to the benefit of students um, I, I think it's it. You know, it gives teachers a voice, right? We have no seat at the table. I feel like you know, I I, I was decisions just come. We have no seat at the table. You know, we need we need a seat at the table. Um, and what whatever can make that happen, I, I support. I think you know, it's like you know, it's the professionals in the front lines that have to have to assimilate all this. They have to have some buy in. They have to feel like their voices are heard, um, and and they you know you take the, the the teaching body. There's opinions on all kinds of things, of course. You know it, it's it's a it's 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 large, um, and and no one really knows what the best thing to do is, right? But still, um, you know, teachers need to have that voice, and and they probably know better than some than people that are outside of the classroom. I think. I mean, students should have a voice too. You know, of course, but.
1: Heather Walker watching the program, a retired teacher, her daughter, an active teacher here locally. Mm-hmm. She says um, there were there were COVID funds sent to Charlottesville and other schools for the purpose of catching kids up that fell behind during the pandemic. Yeah. She asks a very straightforward question. Yeah. Where and how were those funds spent?
0: Um, I think they. I don't know. <laughs> I'll be honest. I don't know. I think. I think there was some. That we, we, we brought in um, tutors to to push into classrooms. That wasn't through those funds, though. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how they sp- they they spent that money. Um, it's hard. It, but it's hard to catch kids up. I'll I'll put it that way. Once once it's it's very difficult. Um, you know, once once a kid gets behind, it, it seems to be to persist. Um, and and so some some kids during the, the virtual learning part did fine. You know, they, they learned everything they would have learned. And there's a bunch of kids who did not, right? And it's really hard to catch up with those kids that learned everything they, they, were, they would have learned in the classroom. It's very difficult. It's, 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 it's going to be years, you know, I think, before um, we, we, we recover the uh, achievement or the attainment that we were at. Because um, it's, you know, it's, it's just very difficult. It's very difficult to, to recover that. Um, I mean, not not that they shouldn't try. I I don't know particularly how they spent the money, though.
1: Uh, More questions for Bill. Um, He's a liked guy here. This question is a challenging one. What's the rule of school vouchers, and should parents have money allocated from the Commonwealth for decision-making on where their kids go to school or not?
0: (laughs) Um, Gosh, should. I don't know what should happen. Um. (laughs) Hey, trust your opinion. That's why they're asking. (laughs) Gosh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know the relevant research on it. I'll be honest. I've worked in Virginia and I've worked in California. They don't have vouchers in either. I hear rumblings. I, I don't know. I don't know the re- relevant research. It might. I don't know. It might improve schools. It might help to create. It, it allow, at least allows parents to have say in where their kids go. I mean that that's probably a good thing, but. I don't know if it's good overall, you know. Um, Does it mean that the public schools themselves get underfunded? I don't know. I don't know, you know. Um, I I believe in public education. I feel that it's an institution that we should protect. Um, I, I think everyone should have access to it, you know the the possibility of becoming an educated person. It, it's such an attainment, right? Like it's and and that that's that's a high goal. But I you know I really I really want that for everyone. You know to be able to uh, enjoy learning, enjoy um, uh, you know see marvel in the world, um, and you know I think that all happens through knowledge and education. So. Um, I, I, do, I don't know what's best. I'll put it that way. I, I respect that. I
1: respect that. <laughs> yeah. Um, this question's come in, and this came in before the show started um, from yesterday when we announced that you were coming on. Um, what are Bill's thoughts on Forward Almoral, the
0: lobbying group? I don't know who they are. Okay. <laughs> there we go. Who's Forward? Who's Forward Almoral?
1: Forward, uh, forward um, Folks can find them online forwardalmoral.org. A lobbying group started by Sarah K. Harris, um, and it's. Teachers and parents lobbying for a more progressive school system. Mm, mm -hmm. Um, A lot of their lobbying efforts have been centered around unionization
0: Mm
1: -hmm. and/or the um, students that identify, for example, for an example, here's an example: students that identify as an as a different sex Mm -hmm. in school. And conversations that are had between the student and teachers or folks that are in the school, Mm -hmm. having those conversations remain in the school Mm -hmm. and not necessarily back to Mm -hmm. the parents. Mm -hmm. Forward Albemarle is very much in favor of having those conversations stay in the classrooms and the Mm -hmm. hallways, Mm -hmm. as opposed to being passed back along to the uh, parents in the households. Mm -hmm. That's an example. Sure. The union um, example is one that I mentioned. Right. Right. so that's the question I was throwing to you about Forward Albemarle. Um, the other one that was thrown to you, um, what do teachers need the most right now?
0: Um, gosh, what do teachers need the most? I mean, in regards to Forward Albemarle, um, I mean, I just feel parents are the most important thing in a kid's life. It's, it's really hard to... I mean, I don't know. I, I guess. I guess I had. A, I had some great parents. <laughs> I don't know. Me too. You know? Same. Uh, so Same. I. I don't know. You know. I. I don't. Uh.
1: We were just, we were the lucky ones.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I had some I had some great parents. So. I had this
1: conversation with you know, um, a I friend that's watching. I guess, the sh- I
0: guess there's some bad parents out there. I, well,
1: I had, how about this one? Yeah. I had a, this conversation with a friend that's watching the program right now, yeah. who's got um, ties to South Africa. Yeah. Uh, who also had great parents. Right. But he says you have no idea how fortunate you are. Right. That the sperm and the egg that created you <laughs> yep. um, met in the United States. Right. Versus the sperm yeah. and egg meeting in a place yeah. like, say, South Africa. Yeah, he said he's so, got phenomenal parents. Right. But the opportunities right. there versus the opportunities here yes. are not even comparable. Not
0: even comparable. Yeah. yeah,
1: he says people don't realize that just having been birthed in this country is a massive advantage right. yeah. over so many other countries in the world.
0: Right. It's it, that's that's Heidenberg's thrownness principle. We're thrown into our lives. We have we, we decide very little. And in every moment, we're, we're, we're thrown into it, right? Like, like, who knows why you married who you married? You know, in the end, in the final analysis, who knows why? You were thrown into that in a certain sense, right? Um, and and how, do you, how do you, you know, there's a lot of collective guilt about, you know, what we were thrown into in a way, which we had no choice about, right? Our, our own um, attractiveness, abilities, Height, you know, all these things. We don't choose any of that, you know, and uh, it's it's a real, you know, it's a real thing, right? Um, and and no, we don't know how, how you know it, we barely we barely even think about it, right? In a way,
1: we take um, it for granted.
0: We say, well, we are where we are. We right. have we have to make sense of where we are. That's all we can do. Um, and you know who we are. Right? Who knows why you are the way you are? Right? You know, like it's a mix of environment and genetics, maybe. You know who knows? You're thrown into it, right? You're thrown into your environment. You're thrown into your genetics. I mean, it's 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 something. That's 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 an ex- existential problem, right? That's Heidegger was an existentialist, um, and yeah, I mean, it's it's a it's a real like collective guilt, you know, like um, for who you know being thrown into where you are. You know, uh, how do you how do you pay back your unearned privilege? I don't know. You just do the best you can right with what you're given, absolutely you do the best you can you become the best person you can be, right so um, you know and, and we're, we're we're it's great we're here, right we have more opportunities, more options, but uh, obviously with the more options there's a lot of anxiety right and and <laughs> you know I mean we're seeing that now, right so uh, I don't know. Um, there was a question I missed. I forgot the the question after the forward. Oh, what do teachers need right now?
1: Yeah, what do you think
0: teachers need the most with right now? Is it the parental support? Yeah, I mean parental support's always great. <laughs> I love I love having supportive parents when I was a teacher. You know, Teach, you know, parents I could uh, uh, you know email and have a good frank conversation with. You know, or or you know whatever it is. Um, I think that I think there needs to be more structure. Um, and 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 a renorming. Um, it, it's uh, it's it's really difficult when like it's like we came back and kids didn't really know how to behave anymore. There was new things tried with regards to discipline. The grading policy was really difficult. It was all kind of thrown, you know, and uh, at, at teachers. And already there was a lot of change. Um, and I think. Bringing back, you know, more accountability and and, and and things for teachers would be, would be good on a policy level. Yeah,
1: Bill, um, on fire right now. We'll take a few more questions um, from the listening and viewing audience, and then we'll highlight Zeta Math Tutoring. I'm looking at his website, ZetaMathTutoring.com. ZetaMathTutoring.com. His email address, ZetaMathTutoring at ZetaMathTutoring@gmail.com. He's got his digits online for anyone to access. <laughs> the man has. Uh, Gone from more private to more public right mm. now mm-hmm. with his digital footprint. That's right. I have noticed this is what uh, the business owner does, Catherine Lochner, watching the program. She ran for school board at one time here mm. in Almaro County. Mm. Um, Good for you. Good this for you. is a question that has come in um, on the value proposition of private schools versus public schools today versus when Bill got into educating uh, students 13 years ago, Grayson and North Downtown.
0: Right. Um, gosh, I mean, I think the elementary schools are are great. You know, in the end, right? I think, I think, I think it's when you get to middle and high school that there there seems to be um, more, more. May, maybe it's a better value at that point, um, which is unfortunate. I, I hate to say it, but um, I do, I don't know. Um, I. I, I would I would rather, you know, fight to make our public schools better than than encourage people to go to private schools. But as a parent you have to do what you have to do, you know, and, and you are again thrown into this situation. You have to make your best choices uh for your family and for your kids. Um and um yeah, so I I think I think now it's probably more valuable than it was, <laughs> you know, 12 years ago. There used to be, I mean, they used to have the MESA program and, and all the other academies. They, uh, honors classes meant honors um, more so than it does now. Um, and that, that's, that's gone now, unfortunately. It's, it's a real shame. So,
1: um, Zeta Math Tutoring, tell us about it. How can we reach you? What your goals are for the business? Yeah. I want to keep the dialogue going with future shows with you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what is the ideal client? Anywhere you want to go? Oh gosh,
0: you know, it, um, the ideal client? I mean, I, I, you know, I, I, I would work with the students where they're at and and help them, you know, to, to be hopefully better at math. Help, hopefully, they will develop tools with which, you know, through math that they can see phenomena in the world and understand them. That's my goal. Um, I, 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 I want to know what they know, you know, I want to see where they're at and help them understand whatever it is that they're, you know, lacking in understanding, um, you know, or, or whatever, if they don't feel like they're getting enough attention for the teacher or one-on-one support, uh, you know, I'm happy to help in that situation. I'm happy to help extend too. You know, I think, uh, I, I've done many projects in the past. I'm happy to, to bring those in, project-based learning, and or, or teach you know things well beyond whatever they might see in the classroom. Um, so uh, I I feel like I have a really great skill set. You know, I I do I do know the curriculum back and, forth and forwards, and. Um, Sorry, I'm getting a phone call. Jeez. People are seeing you on yeah. the show. No problem. No problem. <laughs> so in terms of my goals for the business, I really hope it's a good service for the community. I mean, in the end, I hope I can serve families and kids and, and help. Um, and I hope to grow, and, and we'll see what happens, you know?
1: Um, Catherine Lockliner says, middle school needs a great renorming. Mm, yes. They have never been structured in any way to teach mentor students to learn to be self-sufficient, self-reliant, reflective and embracing becoming young adults. Mm. I like that comment from yeah. Catherine Lochner. Jennifer's got the comment. Um, we'll be reaching out to Mr. Munkachi. She says, I notice his prices are 35 for the half hour and 65 for the full hour, which are reasonable for this market. She follows by saying this. Does he expect more teachers will follow his suit into tutoring because 20 to 25-hour workload at $65 an hour, she says, is certainly a deeper earning income than what the teachers are making in a classroom working longer hours.
0: Um, that's a good question. Maybe. I mean, uh, yeah, it, it 20 to 25 hours, that's just, you know, there's still other things you got to do for your business, right? So that that's just, like, research or, or prod, you know, putting together materials, you know, whatever, whatever it is. So. You, it might be forty hours, but in the end of it, you know, if I had a 20, if I had twenty students, you know, or twenty hours a week, it would probably be more closer to forty hours, but. Um, I'm sure you've done the, the. You're a numbers guy. I'm a numbers yeah. guy. as Well, I'm a small business owner. You're a small business <laughs> right, owner here. Right, right. Like
1: I'm very data driven. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm sure you've done the numbers. If you had 41 hour sessions a week.
0: Yeah, that's pretty good. And if I 41 that. hour sessions at 65 a clip. Uh, that would and, that would be something. And, that, and you work
1: 50 weeks. You took two weeks off, so you had a vacation. <laughs> you're you're looking at a, a take home pay that's. Uh, do some quick math here, you're better at math than I do, $130,000.
0: That would be great. I mean, so there's summers. Kids don't need tutoring over the summer. It's uh-huh. very difficult to get 40 hours a week in tutoring because kids are only available after school, uh-huh. uh, you know, so it's probably not going to be close to that, to be perfectly honest. But, um, uh-huh. uh, yeah, and and then there's all the time you, you have to spend building your business, the money you have to put into it and all that. So, um I don't know. You know, I did do, yeah. Yeah, I know you did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know you did. I have <laughs> you know, no try, doubt that to, you did. I'm trying, You're to, be, trying to build a know. business. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, you did the right so, thing. you got to right, do that. Right, you have to do it.
1: Um, so do this it. is a great do,
0: question do, that's come in. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, in regards, I don't know. I mean, uh, the teaching, you know, building a business is one thing, right? Teaching, it's just done for you. You just show up, right? Yeah. In a certain sense. So I, I don't know if a lot of teachers will quit or not.
1: Uh, Gwendolyn Gale-Cassidy, we got a Harvard grad giving you a comment here. She says, as a fellow tutoring service owner, Hmm. how high in college stats calculus can you tutor? I would love to be able to refer clients to you with these higher levels of math. And I'll tag Bill on this comment so you guys can connect off yeah, show. Sure. right. So she wants to know how high of a uh, math level can you teach?
0: Um, I, I'm comfortable through calculus. In terms of statistics, I could teach college statistics, um, you know, 101. Um, statistics with uh, calculus, I think I need to review a little, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. I, I didn't teach that in, uh, 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 you know, in high school, uh, although I, I did take a class in it. Um. Uh, yeah, I'm happy to talk to her outside. Of, outside of the
1: the show, the sure. Show. Yeah. Uh, here's a great one from Kelsey. Does he do SAT, GED, ACT, and any of the law school uh, training or uh, medical school training?
0: Um, GREs, SATs, ACTs, absolutely. Um, the LSAT. Uh, is, that, is that what you're referring to? I mean, yeah. I think that's more...
1: That's not really math, That's right? not really math, yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. Um, medical school, is there, I don't think there is... Is there a math component to that? I'm not sure. Yeah, I, 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 I can do math subjects, I'll put it that way. Yeah,
1: yeah. very nice, very nice. Um, the age range, does he go as low as elementary school? Yeah,
0: I'm happy to help with elementary kids, absolutely. Bill, yeah.
1: I think you're going to crush it at this.
0: Well, I sure hope so. No, I sincerely
1: mean this. I think you people, I think this is what's gonna, this is my prediction of what's gonna happen. You're gonna get a handful of clients right away. Mm. Um, You'll get positive responses from you coming on this show. I would love to have you on future shows. Absolutely, yeah. Um, And once the parents get around you, they are going to become your biggest evangelists and refer you and your business and your services to other parents that they know Mm. and i think your business is going to grow like wildfire Mm. to the point where then you're going to have this predicament i only have so many hours (laughs) in my day because you're essentially trying to monetize time it's not like you're monetizing widgets that can sit on a shelf and be dropped in the mail that's right and you have a finite amount of time That's right. so you can either raise your rates which could price you out of the market or you can find bill
0: 2.0 and
1: funnel some of that business <laughs> yeah, from exactly. bill 1.0 to bill 2.0 and scrape a percentage off for yourself and then you start going from hobby business to and lifestyle business mm-hmm. to a company.
0: Right. We'll see what happens. You give any thought to that? Uh, we'll see what happens. Okay. I mean, I you know, I I it's teaching is such a personal thing, you know, and like all teachers have whatever they have to offer right uh and it's it's i think it's hard to train teachers i'll be honest you know it, it teachers become teachers you know i you know um and i really believe that you know and it is through trial and error and and um but they you know it's hard to like and, and you know people people have what they have right so um anyway i, I would be great i i, I am I, I haven't allowed myself to envision... To put the car yeah. before the horse. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, totally uh, All that. Totally you know, totally so. Catherine Lochner says
1: um, there's a ton of math on nursing school mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. entrance exams. Interesting. So that is a uh, nursing school requires a ton of math, she mm-hmm. says. That's mm-hmm. a demographic that he should consider. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Um,
1: Gwendolyn, who's in the business, says any math that is on the MCAT is fundamental, okay. Arth- arithmetic, algebra, and trig. Okay. There's absolutely no calculus on the MCAT. Right. Yep. And she says, LSAT is only logic and may have very basic right. math to test logic. Right. Sure. Um, so good stuff right there yeah, from right. Gwendolyn. More comments than I can get to. I am mindful of his time. We're an hour and change in. Um, we will invite him back to the show, his schedule permitting. I hope when I invite him back, he responds by like... I'm booked out three weeks from now. (laughs) Can we possibly do this next month? That's what I want it to be. That would
0: be great. And I'll be be
1: so happy. Thank you. Thank you, Jerry. Um, Our our pleasure. Our pleasure. Uh, Viewers and listeners, thank you for watching. This guy is one of the great people in this Central Virginia community that we love to champion and celebrate. One of the truly good guys. Um, in this community. Um, Two items that I want to get to you, which we'll highlight on tomorrow's show. There's some scuttlebutt that's circulating on social media that the Wawa is no longer going to materialize on 5th Street at the old Hardee's location. I'm hearing from my sources and my contacts in commercial real estate that that deal is, in fact, still on the table and going forward. Wawa at Hardee's on 5th Street is still in the hopper and moving forward. And I've had a tremendous amount of feedback on the aggressive panhandling and chronic homelessness, Mm. which we've covered on the show. Um, A lot of people have been welcoming or encouraging of us to continue talking about aggressive panhandling and chronic homelessness on places like the downtown mall. And we have more solutions we want to relay to you Mm. because we know council and supervisors watch the program so we can improve as a community. That's all we're trying to do. Um, for Bill and Judah, my name is Jerry Miller, and this is the I Love Seville Show. Thank you for joining us. Take care.
0: Dude, you killed That
1: was great. Thanks. She's going to sure. and the... Uh